With Hashem's assistance, we're learning Davchaf in Sota. We start on the top of Davchaf. Kasha de Rabbi Kiva ad Rabbi Kiva. We have a steer, we have a contradiction between Rabbi Kiva. In one place he seems to say that this woman is forced to drink as soon as we erase the name of Hashem. In another place it seems to say that she's only forced to drink after we've brought her mincha, after we've brought her flower offering. So, Hasam Amar Mechikam Akva. The Gemara says, over there he said, the first version of Rabbi Kiva on the top of your Testament Bays, so he said that the thing that holds her back is already, once it's erased, then she has to drink. But here we're saying that the bringing of the flower offering is what's going to hold her back, will cause her to have to drink. So Gemara answers, So if two different Tanoim, and they're each saying their opinion of what Rabbi Kiva said. We have a Shaila. Let's say she says, I'm not going to drink. And she's very confident in herself, and it's clear that she's not just saying it because she's scared. And then she changes her mind and says, I am going to drink. What would be the halacha? Maybe the fact that she originally said with confidence that she's not going to drink, so this shows that she is admitting to her guilt. And once she's already admitted to her guilt, she can't change her mind. Dilma, perhaps, came into Amr Shoisa'ani from the fact that she said that she wants to drink now, Galyadaita, the Machmas Biasusahuda Amra. So this reveals that originally when she said that she's not going to drink, she was just saying that to be def- defiant, but not because she was admitting her guilt. Teku. So we have no answer to that question. Amr Avudishmal says, It's necessary before you actually erase the document, the Megillah Saita into the water, so you have to place something bitter into the water. My time, huh? Why is that? The Amar Krak, because the verse says, Mehamarim, Shemarim Kvar. So it says that they were bitter waters, meaning even before the fact that you actually erased the words into them, they were already bitter. So therefore, it has to be bitter from before. We begin the Mishnah. Let's say she says before that it was erased. It was already written, but it wasn't yet erased. She says, I'm not going to drink. Either because she admits to her guilt, or because she's just, she's too shaky, she's too nervous. So what do we do with that Megillah, with that scroll? So it's it's placed in Geniza, it's buried. And so the, the Mincha, the flower offering, so it's burned in a place where things that are holy and are not going to be used are burned. And you can't use that same scroll to give another woman another sota, the drink. Let's say it got erased. It was already erased, and now she's saying, she admits to her guilt. So they pour out the water, meaning there's no holiness in the water. And we do the same thing with the flower offering. It's placed, it's burned in a place where things that are not going to be used, that are holy, are burned. Let's say it got erased. She says, I'm not going to drink. Meaning, she doesn't say that she admits that she's guilty, she just says, I can't drink, I'm not going to, I can't do it. We force her to drink. If she's guilty, so as soon as she starts to drink, she doesn't even finish the drink, and her face goes pale, and her eyes pop out, and her face, all of her capillaries pop out, and they say, Take her out before she makes the sanctuary impure. Now, the Gemara is going to explain that this doesn't mean the fact that she's going to die because they're not in a place that's actually as holy as the Beis HaMikdash itself, but we'll see what that is on Amabes. 
If she has a merit, so she wouldn't blow up right away. It might take time. It might take a few months. So there are different merits, and some merits may make her live or allow her to live for one, two, or three years. From here, Benazai says, A person must teach his daughter Torah, that if she drinks, that she should know that even though she's guilty, she sees the waters didn't work, she should understand that some merit could be preventing her from experiencing the tre- tremendous trauma of what could happen because of her guilt. Rabbi Lazar, Amir Rabbi Lazar says, Whoever teaches his daughter Torah is teaching her foolishness. foolishness. Now, according to Taisvis, so this statement doesn't have so much to do with the previous statement, but what it's actually saying is that a woman would prefer that her husband be around. Kav means her husband brings back only one small amount of parnas, of livelihood, as long as he's around. Rather than having a great amount of wealth, let's say, and, and her husband's not around. He used to say, Chassid Shaita, a foolish Chassid, meaning someone, the Gemara explains, who he says, I'm too from, that, that woman is drowning, but I can't touch her, I can't even look at her, and he doesn't save her, and lets her die. So that's a foolish Chassid. Virasha Arum, a crafty evil person, I have to see all these things in the Gemara exactly what they mean. Isha Prusha, and a woman who acts with too much Prishos, she takes herself away from the physical world. Umakois Prushan, and people who bang themselves over the head, making themselves look like they're very, very holy. So these types of people are actually not so holy. They're ruining, destroying the world. Gemara. Amr Yehuda, Amr Shmuel. Yehuda says in the name of Shmuel, Mishum Reb Meir, in the name of Rabbi Meir, Kisha Yisi Lamed Taira Es Rabbi Kiva. When I was learning by Rabbi Kiva, I see Matel Kan Kantem Latoichadiyoy. I would place something into the ink that would make it permanent. And he didn't say anything. Rabbi Kiva didn't say a word to me. Kisha Basi Es Rabbi Shmuel. When I came in from Rabbi Shmuel, Amarli he said to me, Bni Mam Lachtacha. What is your work? Amarti Lelavlar. And he said, I am a scribe. Amarli Bni. So he said to me, My son. Make sure that you do everything for heaven's sake. Because you might leave out a letter or add on an extra letter. And you destroy the entire world. Because there are certain places in the Torah that if you add an extra letter, or you take away an extra, one of the letters, so you could cause the whole meaning of the verse to be changed, and the results of that could be devastating. So I said to him, I have one thing that I place inside of the ink, and it's called kankantum, which means that I'm making it permanent. So said to me, Do we put something into the ink to make it permanent? The Torah says, In regards to this, the Megillah Saita, so it says you have to be able to erase it. has to be able to be erased. What's he saying? What's he responding? The Gemara says, this is what Rabbi Meir was saying. Not only am I careful, and I'm an expert in where things need to be missing letters and where they need to be added, meaning where there could be a horrible mistake and I shouldn't make such a mistake. I even know how to watch out for a fly. Perhaps it will come that it might come and stand upon the end of the Dalit, that it might erase 
the dalid, the part of the dalid, and make it into a reish. Dover echod yeshlish ani matil There's one thing that I put in to make sure such a thing doesn't happen. Kankantam shemoi, and that's called kankantam, which makes the ink permanent. Aini, is this so? asks the Gemara of Hatanya. We have a brace, Amr Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir says, Kishahayisi lamad Torah itzel Rabbi Shmuel. First, in this price, say, who does he go to? He goes to Rabbi Shmuel first. Whereas in the previous price, so the first one he went to was Rabbi Akiva. So he says, when I was in front of Rabbi Shmuel, I used to place kankantum into the, into the ink to make it permanent. He didn't say anything to me, Rabbi Shmuel. So in this version, Rabbi Shmuel didn't say anything. When I came to Rabbi Akiva, when I came to Rabbi Akiva, he said, this is not okay. So first of all, we have a problem with the order of things. Because in the first b'risa, so Rabbi Kiva was first and then Rabbi Shmuel. And the second one, Rabbi Shmuel was first and then Rabbi Kiva. And then we have a problem because they changed their opinions. So we say the problem of the order is not a problem. Because originally, how did it go? First, he came to Rabbi Kiva to learn. So he wasn't able to understand what Rabbi Kiva was talking about, so he came to Rabbi Shmuel. And he learned the basics from him. So then he came back to Rabbi Kiva, and he learned the understandings of the basics. So we understand what happened. So he started off by Rabbi Kiva, then he went to Rabbi Shmuel. That's the first b'risa. Then the second b'risa shows how he was by Rabbi Shmuel, and then he went back to Rabbi Kiva. That's all good. So, but how do we explain Ela Asra, Asara, Asara, Kasha? So, that is indeed a problem, because it seems to be the exact opposite, Kasha. It's a good question. Tanya, Rabbi Huda, I mean, Tanya, Rabbi Huda says, Oymir Haya Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir used to say, Lechol matilan kankantum You can place kankantum into the, into the ink, except chutz, we turn the page, mi parsha soita bilvad, except for parsha soita alone. Rabbi Yaakov, Amar Rabbi Yaakov says, Mishmai in his name, Chutzmi Parshas Soita Shal Mikdash. The only place that you don't place this this permanent ink is only in regards to the Parsha of Sota. My Beinai, what's the difference? You have two different statements. One is Rabbi Yaakov saying it in his name, and one is Rabbi Meir himself. So what's the difference? My Beinai, Amar Rabbi Yirmiya, Rabbi Yirmiya says, Limchaikla Min HaToyra Ik Beinai. The first statements, all he said is that, he said that even in the Torah itself, you don't write the Parsha of Sota with permanent ink. And according to Rabbi Yaakov, it's only the actual Parsha of the Sota that's being written in the Beis HaMikdash that's not written in permanent ink. But if you would be writing in the Torah, you would write it in permanent ink. So we're explaining, Rabbi Yirmiya is, is saying, that according to the first version of Rabbi Meir, so he says you can't even write it in the Torah itself in permanent ink, so that you'll be able to use that piece of the Torah, if necessary, in the Beis HaMikdash. Whereas the second version, Rabbi Yaakov holds, that you can never use the piece from the Torah for the Beis HaMikdash itself. And this Machlokis Tanoim is similar to a, to a different Machlokis Tanoim, the Tanya. The Tanakama here holds that her Megillah cannot be used, one woman's cannot be used for another woman's. Rabbi Achi Bar Yoshe says, No, her, her scroll would indeed be allowed to be used for a different woman. So the Gemara is assuming that based on the fact, if you can use it for another woman, one that's written for this woman, so obviously you can use something that's written in the Torah for any woman. So the Gemara says, Amar Papa, Rapapa says, 
it's not per se a good dimin, a good comparison. Dilma loihi. Perhaps it's not true. Atkan like Amr Tanakama Hasam. The only reason the Tanakama over there says that you cannot use another woman's scroll, and like Kevin the Intik Lashem Rachel, since it was written for Rachel, Lehadra Minatka Lashem Leia can't be changed to be used for Leia. Aval Taira, the stomach CV, but in the Torah, that piece that was actually written in the Torah, it was not written for any specific person. So that you could perhaps use for someone who wasn't originally written for it, being that it wasn't written for any specific person. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak says the other side of the coin. Maybe it's not a good comparison. Rabbi Achi Bar Yoshe only says that you can use another woman's thing, Rachel's, Rachel's Megillah Saita for, for Leah, Elab Megillah, the Echtav Lishum Alis Ba'ilam, that it was written with intent of being used for a curse of Altaira, but the Torah which was written in order to teach us how it should be written, so Hachinami, he would agree that you can't use that at all, the Lemachkinon, that you can't erase it. Now the Gemara asks an important question of Rabbi Achi Bar Yoshea, Rabbi Achi Bar Yosha, he's the one that said that you can use one woman's scroll for another woman's scroll. Less like Kosa Lagarshis Ishtai, does he not hold of the following halacha that if someone wrote to divorce his own wife, Vinimlach, and he changed his mind? Matzib ben Iroi, a friend of his comes and finds it. Hey, my name is the same as your name, and my wife's name is the same as your wife's name. So there, you're not allowed to use it. The second guy is not allowed to use it to divorce his wife. So this is a question of Rabbi Yachi Bar Yosha, who said that even though it was written for one person, it could still be used for another person. So the Gemara says, Amri Hasam Vikasav La Amrachmana. There, in regards to a get to divorce, it says it should be written for her. But in we see that it has to be written specifically for her. Hachanami, the Gemara says, but what do you mean? We have a similar pasuk here. Vaasala, it says it has to be done for her. Mayasiya, so the Gemara says, no. We hear when it says it has to be done for her. It doesn't mean actual writing has to be done for her, according to Rabbi Achi Yoshia. Mechika, it's referring to the fact that it has to be erased specifically for her. And it makes a lot of sense, because what does va'asallah mean? It means it should be done. Usually asiya means the finishing of it. When is it finished? It's finished when it's actually erased. The Gemara continues, So she doesn't get a chance to drink it until her face turns white, etc. Money Rib Shimonhi. Who is this? It's Reb Shimon, the Amar Makavis Minchasa, Yachakach Mashke. That the first thing that was done was the flower offering was brought, and then she drinks. The Kamadali Karva Minchasa, because as long as the flower offering is brought, was not brought, I'm sorry, Loi Batgilamaya, so the water's not going to check her. Dichsev Minchas Zikarin Maskeras Avoin. Because it says in the verse that the flower offering is a remembrance that reminds her, reminds, brings about a mention of her transgression. So therefore, from the fact that we see that she's that as soon as she drinks this curse, vice dice, we see it, it's clear that she already had brought her flower offering. Aim a seifa, but it says in the seifa, that if she has some kind of merit, so she could escape from immediate judgment. Nothing, maybe that nothing will happen to her right away. So also in the rabbanan, that's that's not like that's not like Reb Shimon at all. It's like the rabbanan the Reb Shimon, because we know Reb Shimon says ha'amar ein zechus toila. But Maim Hamarim, he holds that even if she has a merit, it doesn't help her. So it seems to be on one hand like Rabbi Shimon, on the other hand it seems to be not like Rabbi Shimon. Amr Chizda, Chizda says, Hamani Rabbi Kiva he. Who is this? It's Rabbi Akiva. Amr Makavitz Menchasa V'yachakach Mashke. Rabbi Akiva holds that indeed you do bring the flower offering first and then you give her the water. But in regards to whether or not a merit can hold her back from receiving the punishment, so he holds like the rabbis, that indeed a merit can hold her back from receiving the punishment. 
The Gemara continues from the two dots. So we said in the Mishnah that after she drinks, they say, take her out, etc. My time, why did they say to take her out? Because she might die. Remember the mace, Aser, Bemachna, Lavia? Is this to say that a woman who's dead or a person who's dead is forbidden to be in the place of Machna, Lavia? Because she's not actually in the Azara, inside of the actual sanctuary of the Beis Hamikdash itself, but she's outside of it. So that's parallel to what was in the, in the times of the Mishkan, of the sanctuary, which was Machna, Lavia, the, the area where the Leviim would stay. So this would imply that a, that a dead body is not allowed to be there. Vatanya, we find that that's not true. The Brisa says, Someone who is impure because they touched a dead body, so they're allowed to go into the area where the Levim would, would stay. Not only is a person who is impure allowed to go in there, not only did they say that in regards to such a person, even the, even the dead body itself, as the verse says, Moshe brought the bones of Yosef along with him. It was brought inside with him, inside of his place itself. So what's, so what's the explanation? Why is it that they bring her out when she's about to blow up? Not because she's going to die, but because she might become a nida as a result of the shock to her body of what's going on. So some blood might come out of her. So the Gemara says, Is it true that a shock is something that causes blood to come out? In Yes, it's true. As the verse says, that the, the queen, this is reference to Esther, that she was very shaken up when she heard that Mordechai was dressed in sackcloth. Rav, Rav says, This teaches us that she became a nida. She had a, a blood emission out of her because of the shock. So we see that a shocking occurrence can cause a woman to emit blood. The Gemara asks, we find that that's not true. That someone who is in fear, so it causes them not to bleed. So the Gemara answers, that if someone has anxiety, so that prevents a person from getting their, their period. But if it's a sudden shock, so that's something that's going to cause them to get their period immediately. The Gemara continues, If she had some kind of merit, she would, etc. Money must nisen. Who is our Mishnah? Lei Abba Yosi ben Chanan. It's not Abba Yosi ben Chanan. Vlei Rebelazer ben Yitzchak, Ish Kvar Darim, and it's not Rebelazer ben Yitzchak, the man of the the city in the south. Vlei Bishmal, and it's not Bishmal. We want to know who is it that holds that you can have one or two or even three years that she could hold off from receiving her punishment. So it doesn't seem to be like any of these people because they all seem to say that it only could be done for maximum a year. The Tanya, as we have it, we said in the Brisa, and Mishlaschus, if she has a merit, so it will hold off for her for three months, enough time for you to see if she's getting pregnant. Because as soon as you see that she's pregnant, obviously she wasn't guilty. That's Abba Yosi ben Hanan's statement. The man of the southern city says, Tisha Chadashim, it's nine months, Shanemar as the verse says, Vinixa Vinizra Zera. That she's going to become to be to be seen to be clean, and she's going to have children. So you see it's going to take nine months. Ulahalan Umar later on it says, Zera Yavdenu Yesupar Zora. When is it fitting, so to speak, to tell that she's clearly gained her innocence? Only after nine months. Bishmol Amir Bishmol says, Shneemasarchidesh. We have 12 months. Even though it's not a proof to it, we have a mention of it. As the verse says, So 
that Daniel was saying to Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar had a xer on him from Shemayim, a decree upon him from heaven, he's going to become a novenod, he's going to be a wanderer. And so Daniel gave him advice and said to him, if you give tzedakah, if you give charity to the Jews, so it's going to take off this gzir, this decree upon you. Uchsiv, and the verse says, Kalamata al Nebuchadnezzar Malka, that there was something, a decree upon Nebuchadnezzar the king. Uchsiv, Liktas Yarchin Treasar, that after 12 months, so it indeed did fall on him, meaning that the merit was able to hold off for him 12 months before the decree would fall upon him. So you see that for 12 months, so that's what Rabbi Shmuel is saying, 12 months is the amount of time that, that merits can save a person from a decree. So we see that our Mishnah is not like any of these three. So the Gemara answered, we're going to get up to the two dots. Really it is Rabbi Shmuel. Ah, he said 12 months, and our Mishnah says it, he, she can hold out for three years. We have a different verse, the Amar, Vitani, Dechsev, that he said and he learned out, that you can triple it. As the verse says, For the three times the sins of Edom. So we see that you can triple whatever time we have. So you have a hot time of 12, 12 months, you triple that, it's three years. So now the Gemara asks, Why do we say that it's not a good proof? It's only a mention. So we answer, It's not, Maybe it's not a good proof because we're talking about non-Jews. That Hashem holds back for them. But for a Jew, Hashem is more exacting. And therefore a person, it could be their merit, would not hold out for them for a Jew. So that's why it's just a mention, but it's not a good proof.